The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years. <laughs> and a new Irish record for Phil Healy, 22.99. Christy Cooney hands over the Sam McGuire Cup to Graham Canty, Cork All-Ireland Champions for the seventh time ever. Hello and welcome to the Star Sport Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Mangan, and I'm joined as always by Star Sport Editor, Kieran McCarthy. The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you in association with our friends at Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, where your bank really does matter. Choose Credit Union, choose local, choose community. Now Kieran, the Celtic Ross Hotel was hopping on Saturday night as the West Cork Sports Star Awards brought people from different sports together for a celebration of another brilliant year in West Cork sport. It's the biggest night in the calendar and Kieran, the biggest question I have is did it live up to expectations? 100%. It always does, Dylan. It's the it's the, the 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 Oscars of the West Cork social calendar. All the social lights, they they doll themselves up, they put on their suits or tuxes in my case and make their way to the Celtic Cross Hotel. Yeah, super night. Um actually the biggest ever West Cork Sports Star Awards. It was standing room almost only. Um it was the room that was packed, but it was such a great celebration of, of 2023. Like that was an incredible year for, for West Cork Sport. And that's why I love these awards. You get the chance to to, to celebrate and honour, but again, meet and greet these sports stars again that made all the Southern Star headlines um, last year. So yeah, another another showstopper. Absolutely. And um, I guess the, the big headline that came out from the night was that Jack Crowley was named as the overall West Cork Sports Star of the Year. Can you um, give us a little bit of insight into the, the judges thinking and narrowing it down? Because obviously there are some brilliant nominees across the entirety of of the year and um, with a lot of deserving people so why did you go for jack crowley in the end it's always quite a tough task to select the overall winner even thinking back over the last few years it's been been that way as well so 2023 was no different um being west cork we'd 15 monthly award winners so i know there's there's 12 12 months in a normal year but when it comes to west cork we like to do, do things a little bit differently mm-hmm. so we'd 15 monthly award winners so that meant that we had a a huge selection to choose our overall winner for. And we were just going through them one by one by one. And Jack just stood out. Like, if you look at the year that he had in 2023, he, he played a role in Ireland's um, Six Nations success earlier in the year. Then when Munster won the URC, he was superb against Leinster in the semi-final, got that drop that drop, that drop goal to win the game. And he was commanding two in the final against, against the Stormers down in Cape Town. And then fast forward to the World Cup, where where um, you had this local lad who had elevated himself to Johnny Sexton's backup, and he played in the World Cup. Not only played in the World Cup, he held his own in the World Cup too. We're at a stage now, we're going into, going into the Six Nations, where Jack Crowley is the heir to the number 10 throne for Ireland. So it's just his rise. His rise has been incredible to watch. And 2023 was such an important year for the for the growth of the, and development of Jack Crowley. And that's why he stood out to the judges as as a very deserving winner 
And I think what's important too is we've spoken before in this podcast, Dylan, about the boom in West Cork rugby, and Jack is now leading that charge. So I think it was a great award for, for Jack to win, and it really did mean a lot to him. Great for his former club, like Bendon Rugby Club, great for Bendon Grammar School as well. I think it's just great for the, the, the rugby community in West Cork that we have the first ever male winner of the West Cork Sports Star Awards. So in the previous 25 years, we had one female winner, Laura Guest, back in 2013, uh, the clan woman. She was a, a colossus with the Irish women's rugby team. But now at the 26th time of asking, we've the first male winner. So I think it's another another important moment for rugby locally. Yeah, absolutely. And um, if any, if if last year's anything to go by, this year will be a brilliant year in West Cork rugby as well. It wasn't the only award that was um, handed out on the night, though, as well as that. There was the Hall of Fame award, which was um, given to, to Ian Kingston. Why did you choose Ian Kingston and how how important is he? Obviously, he's a, a kickboxing legend in West Cork. Ian Kingston is one of those unsung heroes when it comes to, to West Cork sport. Um, what he created in West Cork Kickboxing Club, it's uh, it's an incredible, incredible club. And and it's incredible at, at a lot of different le- levels, Dylan. Okay, if we look first at let's say the medals that this club has brought back to West Cork in terms of kickboxing, talking national medals, European medals, world medals, looking at the likes of Tony Stevenson and Lily Delacour, who are former senior world champions. So they're the, they've been the best in the world at what they do in their category in kickboxing and are from West Cork. Incidentally, they're both from Bentry. But what do they have in common? They had Ian Kingston in their corner. And you, you can... Um, you, you can you replicate that right throughout the club, but you bring it back down to the to the youngsters who, who are coming through the club as well. Ian Kingston would spend the exact same time with them and invest energy into them as he would with the likes of a Lily and a Tony. So he does it at all levels. He's his passion for the sport, like he's 40 years of kickboxing, his passion for the sport is incredible. But he's he's just a great coach, and that's where his true value is. He was a kickboxer himself before. And we'll hear from him quite soon when he when he admits he didn't quite reach his, his potential as a kickboxer, but it's at coaching where he's really he's really hit the ground running in, in one sense. Obviously, he coaches at West Cork Kickboxing Club. He's really highly regarded at Irish level as well. He's known internationally too. As we wrote in, in last week's Southern Star, he's the guy that everybody wants in their corner. So you put all that package together, and what you have is you have... One of, like I said earlier, one of the real unsung heroes of West Cork sport who has put their sport on the map in West Cork. But, but not only that, they put West Cork on the map at a national and international level as well. So he was a he was a unanimous choice as well. And I think it was a great choice. It really was a great choice. And he's a very humble and modest guy, Dylan. Um, when I touched base with him the week before last, looking for information for the piece I wrote in last week's Star, he was at pains to say, look, here, this award isn't for me, it's for the whole club. And I, I had that in my mind when I was doing the citation for him on Saturday night. And I in front of the whole crowd, I said, Ian, this award is for you. It's for <laughs> it's for your contribution to West Cork Sport. I said, I know you'd like to, to say it's a club award, but I said, this is your moment in the spotlight. So please stand in the spotlight and, and take the adulation and the applause. And he landed up on the stage uh, a few seconds into his speech and he goes, uh, this award is for the club. You know, so it just shows the... The modesty and humility of the men, but no, a hugely deserving winner of the Hall of Fame award. Yeah, we caught up with Ian on the night as well, so we'll we'll play a quick interview from him in a little while. But before we do, there were three 
other uh, big awards handed out on the night, all going to to escort GAA clubs or GAA teams. Um, we'll start here with the team of the year, and that went to the O'Donovan Rasa Ladies Footballers, who, um, Cork champions, Munster champions, All Ireland champions. They were probably the the shoe ins for this award, considering their achievements. What a sensational year these skip women had in twenty three. So you're right, they were, they were a shoe into this award. They were the they were the obvious choice. Um, just an incredible year to to win what they did is a testament to to that group that James O'Donovan has put together. And I again, I was doing their citation on the night when I I half back to twenty twenty two when they lost the the county final to Neva Bond. Yes, the following year they won it all, which is absolutely incredible. And it says a lot about about that group. Um. When I was announcing the award too, I knew there was a, a big gang of the, the skip players there. Uh, I was just about to ask Lisa Hart to come up on stage to accept the trophy. But just after I said, ladies and gentlemen, the O'Donovan Ross are the winners of the West Cox Sports Star Team of the Year Award. I could see from the back of the room, the whole team were getting up off their seats and coming up. And next thing they just took over the stage. It was a one of the one of the highlights of the night to see this kind of this band of Skibbereen sisters come up together and, and accept the award. But it shows the tightness in the group as well. And you could see that they just love being in each other's company. And I think that that bond that they have together and that, that energy that they have between them, it's one of the, the reasons for their success. So yeah, they were a hugely deserving winner of, of the Team of the Year award. And like I said on the night as well, I think we need a bigger stage. Oh yeah, we'll need um, twice, the, twice the space if they're to, to be winning any more awards. That's that's for sure. Um, Club of the Year, Kieran went to Castle's Haven GA Club, um, who... Like the O'Donnell and Rasa ladies, um, got to close to an All Ireland um final um in the men's and they achieved some they had some brilliant achievements both in men's and and women's sport this year, which is why they were named Club of the Year. And and that that's exactly why they were picked Club of the Year. They did it across um it was different parts of the club. The men's side won a county senior football title for the first time in ten years and won a first. Munster senior football titles since 1997. The ladies club were crowned county senior B champions in their first year up at senior level. And that's now five county titles in a row for that ladies team, which is an exceptional record. And look at the underage side as well. They also won their Rebel Oak Division 1 football championship final. So that's why Castle Haven were our choice as club of the year, because they excelled in so many, so many parts of the club. Yeah, absolutely. And just rounding out the uh, the awards, there was the Special Achievement Award went to a special club in Newcastle who won um, Senior A double this year. An incredible achievement from from a great group of players. You nearly have to create a new award to incorporate Newcastle because they've won Club of the Year before. They've had a Hall of Fame. They've had a lot of monthly awards. So they have the Special Achievement Award now. So they're a club on the way to, to almost winning every award that there is to win in the West Cork Sports Day Awards. But they were hugely deserving of the Special Achievement Award, Dylan, because in 2023, they won two doubles. The first, the County Senior, A, Hurling and Football. Um, just they beat um, Blarney, I think it was the Donnies in the football final. Then at Carberry under, under 21 level as well, they won both A finals in Hurling and Football. And the football was just there before Christmas beat Ivan Gales um, on December 29th actually so they finished the year on a high so they were very deserving winners of the Special Achievement Award and just to note there was one one more award Dylan and I know you're going to include this one the Paddy Palmer Youth Award went to Emma Hurley the, the talented young teenager from, from Drina who was honoured for 
her role in West Cork's Kennedy Cup success when they finished third. She was the first local schoolgirl ever to be uh, named on the, the West Cork Boys Kennedy Cup team. And she also won an All-Ireland Under-16 Girls Road Bowling title. And I learned on the night, didn't she has signed for Cork City Women's FC and she started the next next part of her soccer adventure. So Emma is someone we're going to hear about a lot in the future. Yeah, an incredible career for such a young uh, sports star already. So we'll be hearing a lot more about her in years to come. Um, the special guest here on the night was uh, former Munster Ireland rugby player, Don Lenehan, which is kind of fitting given that the the overall award went to Jack Crowley. He had, he spoke to us, we caught up with him um, on the night. Um, but can you just give us kind of a little bit of an insight into, into the man um, himself and how how he what he brought to the awards, I guess. We've been so lucky over the years. We've had so many great special guests, and Donald Linhan was right up there. For for a for a moment away from his speech, the time that he gave to everyone was super. Like he he took photos all night from from the minute he landed at the awards with his wife Mary to the to the, to, the, to the moment he he went to bed he went to bed he was just there taking photos with um with with so many of of the guests. So he was so generous with his time. As a special guest, ticked all the boxes. His speech was top notch. Anyone who was in the room that night will testify to that. It was um there were so many good life lessons to take away from it, but also that bit of humor as well that you need when you're a special guest. Uh, his stories are rooming with Moss Finn when they're on Ireland duty. I think um the, again, the people who were there tonight will know what I'm talking about. But um, even his stories about when the when the Ireland or when the Munster and Ulster players used to meet, um, used to stay together up up in the Shelburne before Irish rugby training in the the late eighties and, and and nineties. So um, I think they used to have really good bonding sessions because the hot spots of Dublin were just around the corner. So he was so Donlin Donlin was was top notch and just very fitting. Again, given that he is a rugby legend, he's a Cork rugby legend, and that West Cork rugby is so strong now, and that Jack Crowley, a rugby player, did win the overall award, it was a celebration of West Cork rugby on the night. Absolutely. So let's hear from Don Lenehan now, but we're also going to play some other interviews with uh, some of the, the stars that we caught up with on the night, That those being Fiona Everard, the um the running um champion, the running uh, aficionado. country champion. There we go. Um, Fiona Keating was there as well. Corsi Rovers and Cork Camogie star. Ty Toomey was there. News of Stones, Jewel star. And we also spoke to Ian Kingston, the Hall of Fame recipient. Just before we play these awards, just to Ty Toomey's wife, Colleen, she's waiting to hear this interview because um, we asked, well, I asked Ty whether he's going to come back or not this year. Will we see him in the News of Stone jersey in 2024? There was talks that he was going to retire. So I'd asked him that question. And on the night, and I was talking to the crowd, I said, you have to listen to the Star Sport podcast and buy the Southern Star to see if Ty Toomey will line out or not in 2024. Colleen came up to me at one point and she goes, hearing what the Tyg say. So I think Colleen will be listening to this um, upcoming interview. Joined now by Ty Toomey, a monthly award winner at this year's West Cork Sports Star Awards. Let's look back on 2023, Ty. What a magical year for Nusa Sound winning the County Senior A football and hurling titles. When did it sink in for you what Nusa Sound achieved last season? Um, I suppose it still hasn't really sunk in, you know. Um, there's still a few celebrations going on, but 
Um, I suppose the time around Christmas there, you know, we all, we all got together and uh, we had a, a lot of celebrations. So I think it's sunk in a bit thin, you know, straight after it took a while. But look, it's sunk in around Christmas already, I suppose, yeah. How important is it to celebrate the success that you had last season? Because not every club will win a, co- a, county, a county senior double you have. And it's important to celebrate the big moments too. Yeah, like, as you said, it doesn't happen that often. So when they do come around, you have to, you know, you have to, you have to um, make memories of these moments. I think, um, you know, for the club itself, it's a great achievement. Uh, a rural club, it's probably nearly the same bunch of players. But um, I think you have to, to celebrate these things, you know, from the back room to everyone around the village. You know, they, everyone gets involved and it's, um, it's a great thing to, to, to happen to the area. I know clubs all around the county are wondering what are they doing in Newcastle? What's the secret to the success? So can you let, let us in on, on what makes this club so special and so unique? Um, I suppose you know everyone rolls in behind each other. You know um, when you're out training, we were we were told at a young age. You know, Curly O'Donovan was a headmaster in the primary school. He did a lot of work then. Um, I suppose hard work. He drilled hard work into us and. As he said, he said, when you're training, just train hard for that hour, hour and a half. And I think that, that, that's with everyone in the village, you know. And I think it's, it's there through the schools and stuff like that. So I think that was a, a big thing around our area. How do you manage to juggle hurling and football and do it so well? Um, I suppose what I said there, everyone just got in behind each other this year. Um, football, hurling. Players got behind management, management got behind players, and I think it worked, you know, and the strength and conditioning coach and Niall McIntyre was between both. So um, I think that that was an awful help as well because he was he was liaising between the two. And um, a lot of lads, they know each other anyway, you know, they're, they're friends, so it, it helps a lot as well. Looking forward to 2024, Premier Senior Football Championship, Premier Senior Hurling Championship. How much are you looking forward to it? Um, I haven't given the wife a straight answer yet whether I'm going back or not, so <laughs> I better wait to tell her if I'm going back or not. But um, look, uh, if it does happen, I think, yeah, I think I, I really look forward to going back training, I'd say, and uh, the test that it's going to bring. Um, I think we're, we're going out to compete, not just to, to show up. So um, hopefully it's a, a good year again. You're keeping your cards close to your chest, Ty. Can you give us a star exclusive here? Have you, have you made a call yet? Are you going to come back for 2024? Uh, it's looking likely, but as I said, I, I have to tell the way first. So, um, no, um, look, the body's still good. Mm. I think if the body's good, I think there's no harm in going back. You'll be retired long enough, so hopefully, hopefully. Brilliant. All the best this season. Thanks, Aaron. The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years. Delighted to be joined by Donal Lenhin, um, the West Cork special guest for the Celtic Ross Sports Awards. Donal, uh, what do you think of the night overall? Fantastic night. I mean, the, the array of different sports involved, the excitement. You can see all the, the various the teams, uh, the areas that they represent. They're thrilled to be here and it's fantastic to see them recognised for what's been an incredible sporting year for West Cork. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully we'll only get better in times to come exactly and looking forward to the six nations do you reckon in a shannon and bandons jack crowley will be the heir to the throne to the distinctive number 10 irish jersey well look i think he'll certainly start against france on friday night in marseille 
Uh, it's an incredible journey for Jack in a relatively short period of time. I go back to, I remember I'm seeing, uh, seeing him play for Bandon Grammar against uh, PBC in Cork in the semi-final of a Munster Schools Cup. Uh, and it was clear even that day that he had something special. I obviously got to know him a bit more when he got involved with Cork Khan, played in the All-Ireland League for a couple of seasons with us, with his brother Billy. Uh, there's pedigree there, you can see that. Uh, but he was an incredibly determined guy. Uh, I remember putting himself and Ronan O'Gara together uh, at one stage at a, an examiner function and just leaving the two of them off. And even O'Gara said to me afterwards, he said, you know, that guy has something special. And mm -hmm. you can see it. I mean, mm -hmm. he's, um, he's passed every test so mm -hmm. far. Uh, I remember Johnny Sexton told me, he said, because uh, he was asking me about Crowley, he said, he's the only guy, and consider, you know, all the younger fellas in Leinster, he's the only guy who ever rang him on the phone looking for advice. Uh, and he was, I think he was quite chuffed with that. Uh, I think it'll stand to Jack that he's been mm -hmm. in Irish squad for the last 18 months, particularly through the World Cup, mm -hmm. uh, living and breathing. Johnny Sexton is the ultimate professional. You don't last at that level of rugby till you're 38 years of age mm -hmm. uh, without knowing how to prepare. Uh, so I think Jack has been extremely fortunate to have had those almost two years working in the shadow of Sexton. Uh, and now he gets the chance to step out of that shadow and make that jersey his mm -hmm. own. Mm -hmm. uh, I think people shouldn't expect too much. Um, you know, it's going to take him a while to grow in to the uh, international rugby is different to what he'd be used to. Uh, but I've no doubt whatsoever that he has the credentials to be an outstanding player, not only in this forthcoming Six Nations, but for the foreseeable future. Mm -hmm. And what has impressed you most about Jack in the last 12 or 18 months? Uh, well, I think his work ethic is second to none. Uh, he's vocal. He's a young man in a, uh, in a, say, in a monster setup with a lot of experienced players, but he's, mm -hmm. not, a play he's not afraid to uh, grasp the nettle, to lead. Uh, you know, he had limited opportunities at, at times last year. Uh, but like I know when he went on that Emerging Ireland tour to South Africa, he, uh, the likes of Mike, Mike Catt and Simon Easterby were blown away by uh, just his, the way he prepared, the questions that he asked. So uh, I think he's, he's tailor-made for the professional game. Uh, he doesn't get ruffled. Uh, I think his run into the URC last year, I mean, Munster won that tournament playing away, quarterfinals in Glasgow, semi-finals in Dublin. You saw the composure to get that drop goal against Leinster in the last minute and the final in um, Cape Town. Not an easy place to play, uh, but he was outstanding. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing him progress mm -hmm. uh, throughout this campaign and, and in the years to come. Mm -hmm. And finally, um, in terms of West Cork rugby, Gavin Coombs and John Hodnett were left out of the Irish squad. What do you reckon they have to do to make it to get back into the Ireland squad uh, in the first time? They're not that far away. I mean, mm -hmm. Gavin Coombs has been capped already. I don't think it's helped him this year. He's been sort of, uh, because of the injury crisis that Munster have had, he's been thrown into the second row. Um, you know, the work ethic there is slightly different. Uh, I thought he was outstanding in the game against Northampton, but then had to move into the second row when Tom O'Hearn went off. Uh, I just think he, he needs to concentrating what he's what he does best he's an outstanding carrier um you know but there's there's two sides of the game he i saw he put in a couple of incredible tackles against northampton it's that side maybe he mm -hmm. needs to just work a little bit more 
Um, but the back row, the talent in the back row in Ireland at the moment is off the charts and there's mm -hmm. some incredible mm -hmm. younger players coming through, but I've no doubt uh, Gavin deserves his opportunity and he'd get it. Likewise, mm -hmm. John Hodnett. Mm -hmm. I thought John would make the Irish squad on the basis that really uh, Josh van der Fleer is the only out-and-out out seven that they have in the group at the moment. He's not that far away. Uh, the bottom line is every time he turns up, he performs. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he was outstanding last year and uh, has carried that form. Uh, had injuries at, at the wrong time maybe over the past few years, but um, he's not far away. Mm -hmm. uh, I've no doubt his time will come. Indeed it will. Listen, Donal, I appreciate your time and uh, thanks for joining us here at the Celtic Ross. No bother. Pleasure. Fiona Everard, Irish senior women's cross-country champion. <laughs> Does that sound natural now to hear that? Um, I think eventually it has kind of sunk in a bit. Um, yeah, it took a while though. Um, but no, I think I was only saying recently I had to feel like I'm, yeah, I have processed it. Um, but no, I'm, I'm still just as happy to hear it. Take me, that, take me back to that day in Kilkenny. What were your expectations going into the race? Um, don't think to win it. I know I just wanted to make your cross, so that was top three automatic um, that I thought could be possible. But there was a girl, Eda, I just had kind of assumed that she was going to win it. Um, it was only until I was kind of crossing the line that, yeah, I was thinking that I was actually winning it. Um, so, yeah, I think top three I thought would be like my best performance. You won by almost 40 seconds in the end. So is there any stage even before that you were thinking, I've got this in the bag? Or were you always looking behind you just in case? Um, I think so. I know I felt good, especially with like a couple of K to go. Um, so then I kind of thought, OK, if I push on from here, I could get it. Um, I didn't think I had that much of a lead. I knew I was kind of building a bit, but it definitely was just getting harder as the race was going on. So, yeah, I was just wanting to get there. Um, and then I know like with maybe 50 metres to go, I heard the commentator call out like, oh, seconds coming up or whatever. And I thought there was seconds coming up behind me. So I never realised I had that much of a lead. Um, I was actually, I was really surprised after to look back and realise I think it was like 37 seconds or something. Incredible, incredible winning margin. That was such a breakthrough win for, for you, Fiona. So look into 2024 20, season, how can you build on that win? Yeah, I think it, it does. And like any race like that does make you want to kick on. Mm -hmm. um, so I have been excited. I always kind of feel like that's like a hard thing for me to actually take a break after it. Because even after Euros, Matt, my coach is like, no, you need to take it down. We just can ease off of it. Um, but I think it's only natural when, you know, you do well, you do want to kind of keep going. So, yeah, we have been kind of planning for the year ahead now, planning some big races. So I'm hoping just to kind of like use the confidence I got from it and just build momentum and keep going. So, yeah, so far training's going well. So hopefully we can kind of build on that. What's the plan for the next couple of weeks and months? I have a road race in Armagh in about two weeks. That's a 3K. And then I have a 10K on the roads in Switzerland early March. Um, that's when we've been kind of targeting. So hopefully if that goes well, I'll just focus on the 10K um, and 5K this summer. Um, and yeah, just kind of stick with the longer stuff and see what I can get from that on the track. And why do you like the longer stuff? Why do you like the 5Ks and the 10Ks? I actually don't know. <laughs> I, I definitely prefer longer distance. Even last week I was running in London. That was a, another cross race, but it was 10K. Um, and I loved it more than the nine probably. So I think even in training, I'm just used to that stuff, like the aerobic stuff I seem to be better at. So... Yeah, I think like long term, I'll probably end up going towards a marathon. But for now, yeah, I'll stick with 5 and 10k. What's the key to, to being a good endurance runner? Um, I think the work we do is very like aerobic based. We do a lot of hills, like longer threshold work, kind of longer reps with shorter rests. Um, I think I'm, I'm just more suited to that, I think, naturally. Um, I do like when we get to do speed work, it's nice to do something a bit different. But I always find that side a bit harder. So, yeah, and I think we've like slowly been increasing the mileage I'm doing as well. And, I think that's suiting me. So if we can just kind of like slowly keep building on that, 
um, I think it should just help me. And finally, what's the secret to the amount of athletes coming out of Ballinina in a scheme? <laughs> there's yourself, there's Phil Healy, there's Joan Healy, Orla Cronin is a Camogie All-Star. What's, what, what's in the water in any scheme? Yeah, I only was thinking about it after you said it in, I think, our last interview. I'm not too sure myself, but I think like success does breed success. Mm. So I think even seeing people around you doing well does kind of push you on and makes you realise, OK, like you just have to like raise your own standard then it does make you want to do better. You see it like even in athletics alone, people are doing well and you know your competitors are doing well it just it makes you want to do better yourself so yeah I suppose just being around it kind of I don't know probably makes you like have that more of a hunger for it and yeah makes you want to work harder for it so they're doing something right there anyway and that's fantastic and all the best for the season ahead thanks so much thank you so if you're ever here at the West Cork Sports Star Awards you've been here before what do the local awards mean to you? Oh God, they mean so much. I mean, when you see the big kind of names in West Cork and then to be among those names, I think it means a lot. And, you know, I mean, no Libyans here show up for it last year and I was here a few years ago being the, or winning the youth award. So I think, you know, now that I'm up playing senior and to be nominated for a senior award, I think it means the world to me. And the reason you are here, because Cork had such a fantastic year in 2023, All-Ireland Senior Camogie Champions. Take me back to All-Ireland Final Day, Final Whistle, beat Waterford, what was that feeling like? I mean, when we woke up that morning, we never thought we'd go out of Pro Park winning by that much. I remember RT News were down with us that week, kind of, I think it was the Tuesday, and one of the little boys from Corsi, Corsi's was asked, how much do you think we'll win by? And he said four goals, and we were all laughing, and I'm being like, Jesus, we wish. But to go and win by what we did, I think, was a dream come true. And, you know, we kind of, we didn't have the easy route to the final either. You know, we played the big guns, Galway, Kilkenny, um, and to beat them in the semi-final and the quarter-final, you know, we didn't take the easy routes. We kind of earned our win in the end. Um, but, you know, it's been a long time coming. There was, you know, we were always saying we were in transition every year. And I think last year was the first year, like, we have no excuse, you know. Mm -hmm. We have to go and do it this time around. But, no, it's great. And, you know, a lot of the girls are still there from last year. There's not much of a change. And, you know, we still have the same coach. And I know we're missing Matthew and Teddy and Niels there. Um, they've left, left us and they'll be a huge loss you know, for everything they've done for Cork Mogu over the past few years. Um, but yeah, no, we have a new, new group in with us now and they're great. That was such an important moment for this Cork Mogu team to win in All-Ireland to bring the Odofia Cup back to Leeside. Is the hope now for Anette to build on that? Definitely, yeah. I mean, sure, I've been up now the past three years and I've lost, as a group I suppose, we've lost two finals mm. and then to finally go and win it last year was huge. But definitely, you know, we're hoping to go back to back now this year and bring the Odofia Cup back to Cork again. And during the week, we saw the draws for the All-Ireland Championship. It's not going to be long before it rolls around. What's your initial thought on, on the draw? Yeah, I mean, you know, whenever, I mean, you can't really avoid the big teams now at this stage. So we just kind of take it as it comes, you know. Every team is different, so we'll just go away and prepare our tactics and how we face each team. So, you know, at the end of the day, you're going to have to play them all at some stage. So you may as well play them in the group stages, I suppose. And can you sense a difference in, in, in this Cork squad, this Cork panel this year? Because you have the confidence of winning in All-Ireland. You have that in the bank now. You know what it takes to, to win on the big day. So... Is this an opportunity for Cork even to move to the next level? Yeah, I suppose, you know, for the likes of me, Laura Hayes, Saoirse, and there's Emma Murphy, Molly Lynch, there's loads of us that, you know, we came up winning minor All-Irelands, but we've never won a senior All-Ireland till last September. So we're nearly looked at like kind of like the middle-aged girls now. We used to be the young ones, but we're not that young anymore, unfortunately. So definitely, I mean, like we kind of have to step up now and kind of realise what our role is on the team. Um, but yeah, no, 100%. There's a big a big job ahead anyway. Brilliant. All the best for the season. Thank you. Ian Kingston, congratulations. What does it feel like to hold the West Cork Sports Star Hall of uh, Fame Award? I, I, I'm uh, very grateful and very honoured, really, uh, for to 
uh, for to be chosen. Yeah, it's uh, just a, such a lovely surprise. Yeah, it was a lovely night and uh, um, it was great. Yeah. What was your first reaction when you got the call off Helen Richley, the Celtic Ross, to say that you were chosen as the winner? I, I, was, I was so surprised because when she rang, I was saying, bloody hell, was there some of our guys uh, nominated for an award or something? So it was just uh, a lovely surprise. Yeah, it was a lovely surprise. And do you know, I never thought this was um, uh, coming, and and uh, you know I couldn't see it, so it, it was just a, a really really nice surprise. I know you're you're incredibly mo uh, modest, Dean, but you deserve a moment like this for your contribution to the sport. Um, yeah. But talk to me about your passion for kickboxing. Where did it come from at the start? Yeah, good question. Um, you know, I I actually started off boxing when I was. Uh, young, 12, 13, and I, I did it for three years. And uh, I can remember there was a lovely man coaching us, uh, Georgie Bennett was his name. Uh, he would have been well, well known actually in GA circles as well. And um, no, I, I really liked it. I really liked the horse riding as well, uh, for sure. And then um, this girl came along. Her name was Mercedes Taff, a really funny name. Uh, she came from Sligo and she arrived down in West Cork and she opened up this kickboxing club, which no one knew anything about or knew, knew what kickboxing was. And um, so I was one of her first members and uh, uh, she, I suppose she's seen maybe a bit of talent in me or whatever. She worked with me and uh, um, unfortunately she didn't stay around for very long and I had to travel um, uh, everywhere for to... Uh, unfortunately, I didn't have a coach uh, as, as such, so I still have to learn as, as I went along. And um, um, I suppose uh, the reality, I probably never reached my full potential as a fighter. Okay, I could have done better, but uh, what it did do for me was it kind of opened my eyes and I used to learn. Every time I used to go away abroad competing, I used to always bring back something. And um, I was blessed in as well. I, I, I met uh, this guy. Thomas Barada was his name. He was from Slovenia. He was, he was like I used to look up, up to this guy. He was probably the top fighter for about ten years, and then his team, the Slovenian team, uh, were the top team for about another ten years. And I used to go over to training camps and stuff like that to him, and I used to bring him back to Ireland. And um, uh, so I owe a lot to him as well, actually. Uh, and you know, it's such a great sport. I can honestly say now I'm doing it. Uh, 40 years and um, you know there's not too many sports you can say now that you're still learning from and I'm still learning after 40 years and it's it's a great sport and it's it's, it's one of these sports that um, you have to be tough like we, we get kids in at five or six it probably takes them about 10 years of coaching for it to be good okay and uh, like you have to nourish them along the way and and guide them along the way and uh, not all of them make it for sure, but uh, it's it's such a great sport. Like, you know, for for to take a look at the likes of uh, Lily. Now we're just Lily was one of these um, athletes that no matter what she did, she would have been the top of her field. But she was such a great club member, and uh, the likes of Tony, like they're all special. Like, and, and not not only them. Like, we get such great kids. Like, I can mention another name. Uh, Ian Hurley, um, he never won anything as a young lad. It took him 20 years training and he won his first national title. Like that would, to me, that was like, 
Tony winning another world title. It was just such a special moment. So I suppose, f- f- for me, I suppose kickboxing is uh, such a special sport, uh, you know. And like, as a coach, it's a tough job at times. And I know that, like, when people win, you, like, you share all the emotions. But, uh, like, uh, when they lose, you share those emotions as well. And... Um, uh, it's the line of business you're in, I suppose. Uh, we get a lot of really good kids in, and uh, you train them for years, and you get to know them, and you help them, you develop them. And next thing, uh, you wake up one morning, and they're gone off to college, and they're gone away, and you've got to put your time into the next one. So it's a tough job for sure, but uh, you know, it's 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 a, it's a very rewarding job, and and uh, I'm, I'm I'm just glad I got involved in it, and and uh, I'm still doing what what I love to be doing, and having like I have. Um, the likes of Tony, he's been with me 26 years. Um, uh, you know, you, you, you like, he's probably a good friend now, just, just not the, the young lad I was co- coaching and stuff. And um, actually, you, you just make great friends. And, and uh, uh, we have a lot of guys that have gone away over the years and they still come back. And uh, I meet up with them for a cup of coffee and they come down and do a training session every now and again. So it's, it's great. No, fantastic. Great. Yeah. No, no, Ian, you're the most deserving winner of the Hall of Fame Award. Congratulations again. Well, thanks very much. It's greatly appreciated. Thanks very much. The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years. Welcome back to the Star Sport podcast and then Kieran it's that time of the week where we take a look ahead at what's in this week's Southern Star so what can readers look forward to on Thursday morning so yeah this Southern Star is packed as always it's our biggest edition of the year obviously with the West Cox Sports Star Awards so we've we've interviews with a lot of the award with all of the award winners on the night itself so that's well worth checking out plus Donna Linehan's thoughts on Jack Crowley Gavin Coombs and John Hodnett. As well as that, um, Parky Cueve, we had white smoke on Wednesday morning that um, the ground is going to be renamed as Super Value Parky Cueve, so we have the latest reaction to that news. Also, John Hayes, the former Cork footballer and selector, starts his new Southern Star GA column in Thursday's Southern Star. And in his first column, John is analysing Cork footballers' loss away to Donegal last weekend and pinpointing areas that he feels need to be improved uh, okay, I'm slightly biased, but this is a really good read. If you're looking for a good deep dive into what went wrong for the Cork footballers against Loud, uh, sorry, against against Donegal, this is the place to start. So either obviously pick up the star on Thursday or you can get us online, but I would recommend John Hayes's column and that's going to be every Thursday from now on. Also, Clown again won the Carberry Junior CD football final last weekend. Full page of, of that, pictures and reaction. Lucistown Camogie celebrated their 40th anniversary lately. So we have a full page in that, packed full of pictures as well. Just looking at some of the young guns of West Cork Sport, Ono Callaghan from Bandon Athletics um, was crowned a national or Irish under 18 heptathlon champion uh, last weekend. So we have all the news of that. Sean Holland has a great story with Noel O'Donovan from the Manway Town. He's a Manway Town soccer legend. At 59 years of age, he played in the Michal Cronin Cup final last year. So um, we got Sean to catch up with Noel, and there's some good stories in that as well. Keith Cronin is starting his Irish Tarmac Rally Championship bid at Galway this weekend. 
and also my own column, the last word is on the under twenty one divisional football championships and how it's so unfair that you're that they're that the divisions have been asked to squash these championships into three weekends over February. So you're talking about fifteen days to play off these these championships and the under twenty one A um, football championship in Carberry has always been one of the best competitions in the division, but it, it just feels like it's been moved and moved and shoved around the GA, GA calendar and it's got no place to call home. So check out my column and the back page of the Southern Star for my thoughts on that. So loads in there as always. And if you're further afield or can make it to the shops, you can subscribe to the Southern Star and get it on your laptop, tablet or phone. Just head to subscribe.southernstar.ie, enter your details and you'll get an exact replica of the newspaper for less than two euro per week alongside full access to our website as well. As always, thanks for listening to the Star Sport Podcast and thanks again to our sponsors at Access Credit Union. If you've enjoyed this, please remember to rate, review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and we'll be back again next week. Thanks for listening.